Hello, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving if you are listening to this episode on release day. If you are not, maybe you're listening to it on a Thanksgiving in the future, in which case, also happy Thanksgiving. But that being said, welcome back to episode 15 of the Hideous Laughter podcast. Uh, This one's called Scythe to Meet You, and I just want to say I am particularly grateful to everybody out there who likes anything we put out, um, who subscribes, who leaves us uh, feedback on iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen to. It means so, so, so much to us. And I just want to just do a quick plug here. Um, Hit us up on Twitter at Laughter Hideous. Go to our website, hideouslaughterpodcast.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. And um, we're always looking for more feedback. We're always looking to make the show better. Thanks a bunch again from the bottom of my heart. By the way, I'm Steve, if you couldn't tell this already. And if you didn't know, that's probably because this is your first episode. If that's the case, go back to episode one. It'll make a lot more sense. Anyway, save a turkey, drink a hams. Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 15. Guys, let's start with Brooks this time. What are you drinking? Ooh, glad you started with me. I am drinking a winter white ale from Bell's in the land of far off Michigan. Oh, yeah, Michigan. Nice. I like that. Haley, how about you? (laughs) Smooth move. Oh, no. So oh, it's it's everywhere, guys. It's everywhere. Well, folks, Haley managed to get uh what are you drinking? Uh cider, guys. She managed to get cider all over her iPad and mic. Guys, it's not on my mic. Eh, I would I would wipe it off. Don't judge me. <laughs> all right, Emily, what are you drinking? That was a little cleaner. Uh a winter oh, cider. Thanks. <laughs> a winter cider. Steve, how about you? All right, this might take a moment. All right, so I drank all my hams yesterday. So there's a splash of ginger beer. Drop that on the floor. Smooth. There's a little bit of vodka. Slurp. <sighs> he still managed to sip it. Whew. That was... Um, I, put, I should, probably should have put the vodka in first. You probably but... should have mixed it up before you... you, you went. <laughs> I was pressed for time. <laughs> I know what I'm working with. Well, that, uh, yeah, probably mix that up. But um, I'm drinking a raspberry white claw. Guys, we got some really fucking cool fan art this week. Uh, guy by the name of Ryan at Rusted Chrome on Twitter made this like, 
God, it's so cool. It's uh, it's Nightmare Before Christmas kind of style, and it's um, pictures of all the characters. What did you guys think of that? Well, I thought they were super wicked. Uh, when we got them last night, I was totally geeking out. And with the power invested in me by uh, by being a member of the podcast, I hereby pronounce Mr. Ryan of Rusted Chrome a... Uh, a, uh, a member of the founding fathers of the Carrion crowd. So that's our second founding father. Put him up, guys. We're giving you cheers right now, Ryan. Oh, this table's pretty big for that. I can't reach you guys, but enjoy Boom. yourselves. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was super cool, and you can check that out on... Um, I know we retweeted it, and definitely on his page. He's got a ton of other cool art, so definitely go check him out. I'd um, also like to put it up on the website, because that's going to be Eclipse's uh, picture. Yeah, she kind of looked <laughs> yeah. like, uh, which... Shock. Yeah, Shock. She looked like Shock, uh, and Igmer looked like uh, the dude with the axe in his head from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could not have pictured it. I mean, if I told him exactly what I thought Igmer looked like, that would be exactly that. So, he's it was just perfect. Hairy legs and all. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hairy legs and a goofy smile. That goofy smile is so perfect yeah. for Igmer. So... Guys, we left you off. You had kind of cleansed the the fountain in in town square by the memorial. You cleansed that by throwing some grave dirt in it. Uh, you found you found Arenel's body. You snuck into the restlands. Decided, fuck it. We don't need to pay for a plot. We'll just uh, dig up some earth. Matumbe can do this in five seconds and uh, bury him there. Um, and then none of you know this, except for Eclipse, that uh, Arenal is back, baby. On the other side of the mirror. I'm sorry, back, but not in the same exact form. Well, you don't know that yet. Would Eclipse know if they if he is like in the marble still, or just the mirror? Well, I saw him in the mirror. I guess that's where I'd assume he is. Okay. Well, you saw him outside great. of the mirror. And then he tapped on it and went in. Remember? Right. So, so. in my head, he's now there. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Character knowledge and player knowledge. Division of character knowledge and player knowledge. Separation. That's right. So, you guys wake up in the morning. You're feeling kind of refreshed. Some of you have taken a pretty good beating, maybe not all the way to full health. Um, but you wake up in the morning. I imagine you guys kind of reconvene for breakfast or whatever and <laughs> and discuss what you're going to do for the day. So, Lyra would also like to draw a uh, harrow card as oh, she's yeah. getting up in the morning, probably before she comes downstairs. Draw your card for the day. you got Ooh, the paladin which has a hammer on it that'd be strength strength so i can add a plus two to a strength roll lyra makes a lot of those so look out folks Woo! so uh matumbe at like the other nights probably intended to read his book of ergothoa to learn more but he took a pounding yesterday between the fire skulls um and then the gargoyles and stuff i after, even after sleeping a full night's rest, he's still at just under half his hit points. 
He's looking pretty ragged in the morning. Yeah, guys, I really put you for, through the ringer on that one. I, You know, it, we were sitting down and just, like, thinking about what you guys had done in a single day. Like, you fought Gibbs at, like, 5 in the morning. You saved Town Hall from the fire with the skulls. You cleansed the fountain, had the Shadow Gargoyle fight. Is it done a fuck ton of stuff today? It's all in a day Or work. yesterday. So, so here you are. You're at breakfast. Are you guys talking about kind of what your next steps are? Yeah, I think uh, we're all going to be sitting down and probably eating. Um, I'm assuming Mutumba is going to be asking for some sort of help. Uh, <laughs> it is remiss of me to have to ask, but I feel like hot carrion left out in the desert overnight. <laughs> <laughs> is he asking the rest of the party or is Literally he... anybody. <laughs> I just need help. <laughs> um... I imagine, you know, Kendra's down there eating breakfast with you guys. She probably got up earlier than you because she wasn't in so late like you guys. And she'll say, um, Matume, uh, I do have a scroll of Cure Light Wounds. I could, I could cast it. Or, or if one of your party members wants to, thinks they'd be better off. Yeah, I can use the scroll if she's willing to let me use it. Or I can... I have only so many cure light wounds. You can use a scroll. Okay. Yeah. Kindred is very much appreciated. Can't have you dying on my watch. That's right. Do I have to make a check, or can I just use it? And you—you you don't have to make a check. It's on your—it's on your spell list. Okay. Ooh, eight, and then is it just a plus one? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so nine. It's a CL one. Mm. Nine. That's excellent. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not at full, but a lot closer than I was. I'm at twenty out of twenty four. Matuma got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, it ain't it ain't easy <laughs> being Matuma. Matuma's had a rough day. So you guys are eating breakfast. We got a little bit of heels up. What are you guys talking about? So uh, I mean, Eclipse probably looks like she hasn't gotten a whole lot of sleep because she apparently never sleeps anymore. Um, and she looks. Like she is on a mission again, kind of like last time, except uh, with the map. Um, and she has a parchment and is ready to start uh, planning out. Like, what do we know about Lorimore? Because I'm more feeling like Eclipse, at least, is feeling more and more suspicious of what's happening. Um, so she would say, "Okay, guys. So uh, uh, we we know so far that." The, Lormore was killed at Hearthstone, right? Right, that's where he was killed. And then, then, then the the whole the statue has been an issue with uh, uh that was the warden, right, at, at Hearthstone. So, what in the world? What do you, what what do you guys think of this? This is this can't be good. Yeah, and they were both him and his wife were both killed in the fire that destroyed the prison. So, definitely connected. So uh, you you can like look at the piece of parchment and Eclipse has just r- written Harrowstone and like circled it about fifteen times at this point. <laughs> I, um. <laughs> I do not know what what we could expect to find at Harrowstone, but it seems that all roads point there. Whether or not we know where they go, we we can see. Maybe maybe we'll we'll find evidence or something, or uh, 
there could be someone I could talk to there. Uh, we could figure that out. Someone I could talk to, she cryptically said. <laughs> you can just... Eclipse is almost in the, like, eye twitching, like, she's been sleep deprived. She's apparently talking to dead people on a regular basis now. It's, it's wearing down a little. As, as long as, you know, we, we can all be, you know, safe and, uh, you know, try not to get hurt and we're not like trespassing or anything well I think now it's all ruins so we shouldn't have to worry too much about the living uh, but we we know from the song too that there were quite a few very bad people that died there along with the guards uh, so we've we've learned of, about a few of them but there's still uh, others that we haven't learned more about. You say we do not need to worry about the living, and I agree. And if it's the dead that currently inhabit the prison, it is our moral obligation to grant them eternal rest. Uh, I guess if, if that's the right thing to do, I agree with Matumbe. So it sounds like you guys want to go to Harristown. The Adventure Path is... <laughs> this book of the Adventure Path is called The Haunting of Harrowstone, so... I knew I, we'd get there sometime. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we've done our research. So, you guys are heading to Harrowstone, then. And to do that, you, much like in your several other ventures out of town, need to head south. You head south of town... The sky, a pretty deep shade of gray today, and it's overcast, and and on your way to the prison, it begins to rain. And I think the weather kind of fits the mood of the place that you're going to visit. You follow kind of a winding path out of town. And the path leads to basically a hill. This hill, you climb in a spiral up to basically these big stone walls. Gray stone. They look thick, but they look like they've seen better days. They're... They're pretty crumbled. They're pretty old and neglected. So, what do you guys do as you approach Harrowstone Prison? Lyra would like to detect magic on <laughs> the front doors, if there's doors so, still standing. So you do see, uh, as you approach, if you're approaching from the path, the prison has one entrance. It's kind of like like you would expect a big border wall on a normal prison. Usually we would have like the barbed wire and stuff. This is just too tall to even climb. There's a gate at the front entrance. The wrought iron gate kind of appears to swing 
in the wind. It doesn't look like it's locked in any way or secured. If you detect magic on the gate, you come up empty. But I would like you guys to place yourselves on this map. Can you, I guess, describe this location a bit? You see kind of what looks like a front entrance to this big gray stone building. Uh, The building looks like it has some balconies and stuff to the sides. You see to kind of like if your players are facing the prison to their left, there is what looks like was once maybe a someone else's house, like a house that that was not attached to the prison. You see that's inside the walls. Yes, that's inside the walls. Gotcha. As you guys had approached the the crumbling natures of the walls was pretty apparent. You saw basically what looked like a giant pond had kind of swallowed up some of the walls on on either side of the prison. Um, looks like it, it it wasn't there before. It it seems to have you know appeared over time. You see, as you look in, you know there, there's a lot of crumbling stone. A lot of the former glory of this of this once secure prison has kind of been washed away. You think that like it would be pretty easy to enter the prison at any given entrance point. It looks like a lot of the walls have been kind of taken out, um, and that's what you see from this distance. Okay. Ikmer would like to check for any tracks leading into or out of the prison. Yeah, make me a survival check. 22. 22. Um, You can see, and you're outside of the gate, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. You can see that just even 50 years later, the kind of carriage tracks and stuff are still evident, obviously overgrown, but you can tell that this path was so commonly traversed that the, the, the path you're on is still visible and it's still you could you could see that it it had a lot of traffic. Um, but with the twenty two, I mean you don't see anything that looks recent. Anything that looks like somebody would have been here even in the past week or two. Beyond your guard, I am worried that what lies beyond these gates is not of this mortal realm. Yeah, so I would say Eclipse is going to want to just walk it at this point. She's kind of excited to go in here. Okay, so she opens the gate? Yeah. (laughs) Great sound effect. And I assume by her opening the gate, she's the first to enter. Yeah. Eclipse, you have this strange thought as you enter the prison grounds. You suddenly feel claustrophobic, terrified, trapped in a small space. And then your skin, it starts to feel hot. And then it feels like it's burning. Then it feels like you're on fire. And I need you to make me a will save. Is uh, this mind affected? 
Yes. Ooh, 17 on the die. So that is a 22. So you have these terrifying thoughts, uh, and you manage to shake it off. You kind of look around to the rest of the group, and it doesn't seem like anyone else was affected. Just the first to enter. Okay. So now that you're inside the grounds, you can kind of look around, and it's overgrown with with just weeds, and, and looks like nobody's been here in a long time. You see kind of like a crumbling front entryway, uh, but more immediately near you is, again, that that house that is not attached to the prison. It looks like... Uh could use some of my lawn mowing skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually from from the point where you guys are, can you I imagine you're just going to start kind of looking around. Can you each make me a perception check? <laughs> I rolled a 4, so uh that's a 9. 18 on the die, that's a 22. 12 on the die, that's a 12. <laughs> 12 for Lyra. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, Matumbe, you're the only one to notice this. But as you guys kind of start walking towards the prison and, and kind of taking in your surroundings, you see what looks like runes. Hmm. It's runes around the base of the front of the prison. And, and as you, you kind of follow the runes your gaze goes to the side of the prison. It, it almost looks like they surround the entire building. These runes appear to be odd. Lyra, could could you detect magic? See, perhaps that's some sort of ward. She would try to detect magic and wherever she, the runes are. As she detects magic, um, she gets not a feeling that the runes are currently magical, but that they were maybe used to perform some magic. She's not getting like, like Lyra, when you detect magic, what does it look like in your head? Like what, what do you, what does Lyra see when she sees something magical? Does it glow? What does it? I kind of envisioned it as like, she would see an aura of something. And then if she mm-hmm. focused, it would get more and more pinpoint to where it's actually coming from. And then maybe she could do a little bit more to try to figure out, what it actually is sure. but she sees she sees something. kind of like almost like the the way you're describing it is making me think of like the halos around lights when you're like driving at night kind of thing like she sees that and you're seeing you're not seeing your usual you you concentrate you're not able to really pinpoint it but you're seeing this halo around the runes as if as if it's just a a faint feeling and as you concentrate, you can kind of put together that that there's hints of necromancy. There's hints Ooh. of abjuration coming off of these runes. But the runes themselves don't seem to have their own inherent magic. Uh, Matumbe, you also notice that it looks like... And we'll kind of roll over Ikmer's uh, survival check, too. <clears throat> Everything else around here is super overgrown. Mm-hmm. The grass and weeds along the foundation of Harrowstone appear to have been trimmed 
recently pulled away from the building. All right, so Matumbe is going to rub his thumb on the on the skin of his um, index and and middle finger, and touch those two fingers to his temple, casting read magic on himself, and is going to see if he can read the runes using that spell. Sure. Um, so he's trying to read magic. Yeah, and his, for the it, runes. His Matumbe has brown eyes, but when he casts read magic, like the the whites of his eyes kind of glow blue a little bit. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Uh, so you're trying to read magic, and you're able to kind of read the meaning of the runes, and you just see a name repeated over and over in the runes and 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 as you study them you see that like oh there's blood smears here yeah. there's oh this is darker than i thought but what you what you read is it says vaishan hawkran vaishan hawkran vaishan hawkran that's the warden correct that is the warden I, I do not want to alarm anyone in the party, but these magical blood-spattered runes around the base of this prison say the warden's name over and over and over again. I could not determine why, but something is afoot. Do you guys think he's still here? Isn't that what oh, was maybe. on the uh, on the statue with or commemorating the or his and his wife's uh, memorial thing, you know? We we knew that, that uh, whoever was... Well, it was Gibbs, we know that. We knew that Gibbs was starting to spell a name that began with V-E-S, but whether or not that was the warden or his wife is inconclusive at this time. Well, they were both blood, so... This is true. I guess if they're both blood, that's what I think. Um, you guys, I assume... Matumbe and Lyra have pulled the rest of the party in to kind of take a look at these. You guys can make me a knowledge arcana if you want to try and know a little bit more. Ekmer's gonna like think or like look like he's thinking real hard, but he doesn't know anything, obviously. Is Matumbe the one with it? Yeah, I got a 16. 16 total? Yeah. Yeah, you're. You're kind of coming to the same conclusion Lyra had just by using Detect Magic that you think this was part of maybe a necromantic ritual of some sort because the the runes don't appear to continue to be magical. Um, so maybe they were part of something larger. You're not entirely sure why they would be surrounding the prison, but it's it, with a 16, you're, you know... You're putting a couple pieces together, but you know there's still stuff about this that, you know. Sure, yeah. What else are you guys doing? There's, so as you as you kind of follow the runes around, and again, you do see, um, you pass by the, the building. You can intuit that that might have been where, like, the warden would have stayed. Uh, you pass by a couple of balconies. As you guys um, move around the prison, could you could you place your minis 
kind of in, in correspondence with what you're doing and then I can describe better what's what's going on. Sure. I I think if if we can intuit that the warden that this little house in the courtyard is the wardens, I think Matumbe is going to be kind of drawn towards that. Okay. Yeah, it's right along the it's along the path up toward the front entrance, so I feel like that is the natural first place to go to or I guess investigate. Right. It's it's on the way. We know that the warden there's probably more to his story than just being a regular old prison warden. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm interested as a player and a character. So this small brick manor house is overgrown with thick sheets of green Ivy. The roof sags ominously and the front door hangs askew. Does anybody have knowledge engineering? I have all the knowledge as Griffin. Why don't you make me a knowledge engineering role? Okay. Well, that was pretty uh, trash. That was a six total. It's two on the die. Yeah, I mean, you see the sagging roof, but that doesn't overly concern you. Okay. Um, You see that the foundation around the building still looks pretty good, but you're not 100% sure. You, you, You probably would tell the rest of the party, hey, if we're going in, be a little careful. Watch your step. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Do you guys go in there? Yep. Okay, so as you enter, obviously the door's hanging askew. It's very easy to... Oh, you almost pull it off the hinges when you when you try and get in, just because it's such an old, dilapidated door. Can you guys make a perception check once you reach the inside? And... and so you reach the inside, you see it's it's pretty barren here. It looks like the room weirdly might have been ransacked. Like like before, before all of this, back when the f- fire was had recently happened and the prison recently got abandoned. What'd you guys get on your perception? I got a natural 20, so 25. 14? I had much less than a 25. 15. Okay. It, it was a 10. <laughs> Ikmer can see with a 15 that the um, the roof's hanging pretty ominously. Now that you're inside, you can see a little bit better. You're worried that there might be a collapse in here. But Eclipse can see within the rubble, it looks like something maybe the people that ransacked this place didn't find you see it almost looks like a corner of burlap but it looks interesting to you it's like it's like a burlap sack but it's it's green in color it looks like it was dyed and you're curious how uh how how much would it weigh how much would it weigh? Yeah. You can't really tell that because a lot of it's buried by rubble. You 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 managed to pick out a corner of it. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, hey guys, uh there's there's something in there. I think we should uh check it out. It's it's looks like it might be dyed. Uh I don't know. I just see a corner. It looks half buried. Uh, Go ahead. Well, to be honest, the the roof and, and floorboards, it 
it doesn't look so safe. I, I don't know, but maybe... I mean, I might feel okay going over there and uh, getting it for you, but I think I'm—I think I'd have to put my shield over my head or something. <laughs> Is that the plan? Is it we're gonna go and dig this thing out? I think so. Okay, so Ikmer makes it across the room easily. I imagine the rest of you are either in the. F- kind of like the front room of this house or you're standing kind of in the threshold. Yeah. Yeah, just waiting to help in case he needs <laughs> Sure. Um, so, Ikmer, you make it across fine. You start digging this thing out. It's covered in some pretty heavy rubble. Um, so, make me a strength check to see if you can clear the rubble quickly or if it takes you a while. Okay. 16. Just enough. So it only takes you a minute to clear this rubble off. And you clear the rubble rubble off. You see that this is a... It's an interesting looking bag. It's green. It's got kind of this gold embroidery on it. Looks pretty cool to you. Um, so you probably cross the room again and bring it over to the rest of the party. It yeah. feels it feels weirdly empty. Like you're just it almost feels like you're just carrying a sack. And you're wondering, hey, this looks cool. Was it worth it for me to dig this out? Uh he's actually just gonna go right to uh Eclipse and Here you go, Eclipse. I got it for you. Oh just for you. Thank you, Ick. And I'm gonna use my object reading. Uh, and that gives you exactly what it is. I'm going to ask you every time. I <laughs> always always forget what the hell the object reading is. Yeah. Um, so you know that this is a bag of holding. Nice. Oh. Oh, what's in it? I don't know. Do you empty it? Um. Yeah, I'm going to... Outside. Yeah, maybe right. we can move outside. Yeah. Probably great idea, good great idea. idea. Yeah, so outside, I'm going to open it up and look inside and try and grab whatever's on there. So, you, I mean, you can kind of, like, upend it if you okay. want. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Or you can just reach in and take stuff one by one. It's up to you. I mean, I'll, I'll upend it, I guess. It's a tangle foot bag in the bag. <laughs> gotcha. Lands on the ground and tangles you. Gotcha. Um, so you find two potions of cure light wounds. A scroll of lesser restoration and what it's really weird when you're dumping it out it like seems like it's it just keeps coming and coming out of nowhere um, you find this long sword comes out of the bag Do you want to detect magic on that? He's going to pick it up. Object can, read? Yeah, I can object okay. read it. Yeah. yeah, you can tell this is a formidable blade. It is a plus one longsword. Oh, wicked. Neato. Okay. And yeah. I don't think, I mean, your object reading only tells you about recent stuff, right? It wouldn't. 
Um, it tells me about uh, anything within the past two days, um, about its past, um, if it is cursed with a class or with a level of my class or, or, or less, um, and... Yeah, nothing if it's only, two, like, unless it's two days ago. So you don't get the object's history. Right. Gotcha. Only only recent history. Gotcha. All, all right. right. I feel like Ikmer really should take that plus one longsword, and I would love, love, love if I could get that scroll of lesser restoration, because I can learn it and add it to my spell book when I have second level spells. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, reading this a little bit more, it says, if the item has any historical significance, the occultist learns one piece of information about its past as determined by the GM. That's only, I don't know if it has historical significance or not, but. It does have a bit of historical significance. You see, this blade was used by a certain warden is actually passed down warden to warden for the Harrowstone prison. Ah. And it was known by the inmates as the Blade of Correction. And that's why you know some of its history, because it was infamous. Well, yeah. infamous to the inmates, but... All right. Wielded by wardens. I feel like that could... Uh help us quite a bit later on. Yeah, Eclipse is gonna um, give it to Ick and say, Ick, be careful, it's really important. Okay. And then he like fumbles it and then like drops it in the mud. (laughs) (laughs) And then brushes it off. So Ickmer picks this sword up out of the mud and he's you know, this is his first time holding it and looking at it. And he starts to, he just kind of holds it in his hands um, looks at the blade it's, again, probably one of the most expensive things Ikmer's ever touched. And, and he, he holds it by the handle, and you can feel that it's like it's got this fine leather on the handle. The stock is kind of like points jaggedly upward in what looks like almost a W. And in the base at the end of the stock is actually an emerald. Okay. And he uh, thinks like, this is the coolest thing I've ever held. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's, uh, he's going to stand up, stand up straight and like put it in front of him and make a pose and be like, Hey, hey guys, uh, do I look like a knight now? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys continue to kind of search around the grounds. Lyra would be interested in the larger-ish body of water that's sure. swallowed up. Wait, but did we did we fully explore that house yet? Was it just the one room? It's ba- it's it it was a couple rooms that you could basically see we'll say like with your perception that you guys had gone into it for briefly and kind of looked around and that was eclipse was the one that found like the stuff that was hidden there but did we detect magic inside 
But no, it was just a good perception check. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, did we really want to? Or? I mean, she can walk up in the doorway and detect magic in the area. Yeah, you're not detecting anything magical. Okay. All right, cool. I, I just want to make sure we didn't agree. miss anything. Yeah. So, you want to check out the water? Yeah, I think we're, yeah. uh, we'll go around. Uh, so, right now, the house is about 15 feet from the grand entrance. Those are all doubled on the map. I think it's 30. Yeah, it would be about 30 feet away. 30 Sorry, feet. the map... Yep. Gee dang it, Paizo, you really gotta, like... How am I supposed to buy a battle map and draw this on it? But it like, this is the biggest battle map I think you can possibly buy to use dry erase on. It's like the Chessex giant one, and the squares are still 10 feet, and this thing takes up the entire damn map. It's, yeah. it's lunacy, Paizo. Wow. <laughs> All right. So the house that we just explored is about 15. No, we just talked 30 about feet, this, 30 feet, 30 Thank feet you. about west of the grand entrance. And to the right of us, we see the, the pond that has overtaken some of the prison. Some of the structure. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, you guys you guys make the trek over to that side of the building, um, and you get to kind of the shore of this pond. A large pond of dark, muddy water spreads out along the eastern section of the prison grounds. Here and there, bits of ruined wall protrude from the water, and thick tangles of reeds and cattails grow along the muddy shores. Can you guys make me a perception check looking out over the water? Eleven. I got a 10, so that's a 10. 17. Lyra was distracted by the water, so she gets a 5. <laughs> so Eclipse is the only one that sees the occasional ripple in the pond. And that probably unsettles her a little bit. She sees, like, kind of out ah. towards the middle. It it Because you, you know this pond has not been here for... It's not like a... It's been here for 50 years. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there's, like... It looks like something big's in it. Oh. So it's bigger than the raindrop. The ripples are much... Definitely It looks like something's moving in the water. Gotcha. Um, she's gonna kind of nudge um, Lyra and, like, point out to the middle of the water... So, uh, you, you, you're into water, right? What, what do you think that could be? Can she tell roughly how deep it is, or is the water too dark? And You can only see so. down, like, five feet. It's pretty murky. Okay. So, um, if you were to wade out, you might be able to figure it out. You, you could probably intuit that because this isn't like a very naturally occurring pond that is probably not that deep. Okay. It, think of it kind of like, um, you know, those drainage ditches. It kind of formed in a similar way to one of those. It's okay. probably a little deeper than that, but, but you can kind of intuit that even at the center of it is probably not intensely deep. Okay. So, uh, Lyra would tell Eclipse, it can't be 
all that deep, so probably not something too huge like a sea monster, but maybe something long and uh, like a snake or something could maybe fit. So, oh. do you do you think we should go fishing or? Um, if it's less than sixty, is it less than sixty feet away? Yes. Okay. Well, um, what are you gonna do if you go to the edge of the water? As Matumbe yeah, walks it up would to be. the edge of it the water, Ikmer is going to quick grab him and then pull him back and be like, Oh, I, I saved your life. <laughs> Ikmer, I'm not going in. Just checking things out. Um, so Matumbe oh, is going to okay. detect, detect evil and then chaotic. You detect evil. There is something very sinister below these waves. We should be very careful or not engage at all. And you see the ripples are kind of still moving around the center of the pond. So you may figure out we should just back away, but it's up to you guys. I mean, if if it's not bothering us, I don't see why we should try to harm this creature. Even if it's evil, it's not bugging us, so we should just leave it be. Absolutely agreed. I I agree with that too. We sh- probably shouldn't hurt it. <laughs> okay, so you guys um, want to leave the pond alone? Yeah. Not yeah. Gonna, I think we've done our sightseeing. Detect any other things? I tried detecting chaotic. Can Lyra detect magic on it from the general area? She does detect magic towards the center Ooh. of the pond. Tell everyone it's also magical. Sounds even more like a reason to go away. Now, Matume, when you detected evil, you could see R is correct. Yeah, if I focused it at for like three rounds. Yeah, I, I imagine you. Which I would. There's no reason there, I wouldn't yeah. do that. So you would see four R's kind of moving around. Oh, in the, okay. In the water. Yeah. If if it's four auras, Matume does not want to mess around with that at all. Okay. So you guys kind of avoid the pond and head the other direction around the building, um, kind of taking in the the exterior of the building. And as you approach the western side of the building, you see that there's a a set of stairs leading up to a balcony. And I need you guys to make me a perception check. I rolled an eight, so that's an eight. You really don't have anything in perception? I really don't. <laughs> it's a 13 on the die, brings me up to a 17. Gotta play the character. 15. 19. Okay, Lyra Matumbe. You, it's weird, you hear... It sounds like something swinging. You hear like... And it sounds like it's coming from the direction of the balcony. But because you guys are on the ground below the balcony, you can't really see what's going on on it. Lyra would like to detect, try to detect magic up at the top if it's not too far away. Don't you love all these detections that we have? Hey, man. Part of the game. Uh, Yeah, you can detect magic. Okay. 
So she would let everyone know that there's something magical. Hmm. And you continue to hear this noise. It kind of keeps going. If you let the rest of the party know they they and they listen carefully, they'll pick it up. Okay. Wasn't one of the people housed here uh, the lopper that would hide in unlikely places and then jump out and cut off people's heads? I don't know if that's, that's that, a thing. but a swishing noise makes me think of a swinging axe. Yeah. Did, uh, did Lyra say that, or did you? Uh, I think that would just be me. I, I'm. That was my own personal thing. Sorry, I don't think Lyra would say it. Eclipse will listen hard, and she'll hear this swooshing and she'll start swooshing her axe as well to see if it sounds the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like experimenting a little it sounds similar but not the same is it mm-hmm. is it like a does it have rhythm to it like like a pendulum of a clock going back and forth or is it just like random interval swooshing it sounds pretty regular okay but to that point and with your perception you're not hearing like a like it's swinging back and forth mm-hmm. but it is pretty regular the sound of the whoosh okay so I mean should uh, we look up the stairs I yeah guess? we can go look up there but um I don't know I just I feel like have we seen any signs of Lorimer having been here yet well I think that's what you're looking for as you're kind of scoping the perimeter yeah, I'm asking, have we seen any signs yet? yet? That's no, what, yeah. not not thus far. Okay, so I guess we would go up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Okay. You guys go up the stairs, and you can immediately see the source of the whoosh. You see what looks like a headsman's block. And you see this menacing, jagged-looking scythe wielded by two ghostly arms. And the scythe comes down on the other side of the block in a motion that you could intuit is chopping off the head of whatever its victim that day was. It continues to do this in a regular fashion until you reach the top of the stairs it stops. And you could swear if, if the scythe had a face, it would have turned towards you. And I need everybody to roll for initiative. Mm. Oh. Nineteen. Eight. Twelve. So I got a three on the die, which isn't a great start, but that brings me up to a seven. I'm bad at this game. Okay, so it sounds like the order is Eclipse, Lyra, Ikmer, Matumbe. Let's see what I get. Ooh, 20 on the die. Looks like we're going first, baby. That's right. You wasted your 20 on the initiative. It's fine. We'll see if it's anything like... uh, Last episode, Ugh. I'll roll a couple rocks. Stop. Stop now. Stop while you're ahead. Okay. So, you guys see this 
almost ghostly skeletal arms wielding this jagged scythe that's like dripping negative necromantic energy. Looks like the thing of nightmares. And it bears down on the group. It leaves its heads in block and floats towards you. It's fucking metal. It's going to attack at... Hmm. I think it's going to attack at Ikmer as he is in the front of the group. Hey, you took that plus one longsword, right? I did. So you definitely have that equipped, right? Sure. Sure, I did. Uh, That's not going to hit you with an eight on the die. And it's Eclipse's turn. Now, before Eclipse goes, can you describe it just a little bit more? I'm having trouble. It's literally just arms and a weapon. Well, I got a picture for you, bud. Maybe this will help. It is two ghostly skeletal arms holding a scythe. It's literally just okay. a floating scythe with yeah. two skeleton arms holding it and nothing else. All right. It's got to be hard to hit. Yeah. Cool. I'll just check myself out of this combat now. So, Eclipse, your turn. What kind of what kind of negative do I get for using energy ray? Using energy ray, if you took that five-foot step, you would only incur the negative from point-blank shot, if unless you have that. No, I don't have that. Okay, then it would just be a minus four because it's in combat with your buddy. Well, I'm going to try and use an energy race still. I got 18 on the die, plus three to get 21 and minus four. So uh, minus four would bring it to 19. Or not nine, 19. <laughs> no. I'm dumb. I have the dumb. Um, 18. 17. 17. Yep, 17. Okay. 16. So, 17. Uh, it's touch. 17 will hit its touch. Uh, four damage, and that is all, uh, you know, magical damage, so. Yes, it is magical. It's an energy, so do you specify the type of damage with that? No, it's... Or is it it's just... like a pure energy. Okay, ray. I got gotcha. you. It's, it literally says pure energy. I got gotcha. you. Okay, Lyra, you're up. What kind of knowledge check would it be to see if this is incorporeal, or because it's like floating arms, she can kind of assume? Um, make me a religion or a um, a knowledge arcana. She doesn't have either. Mm, that's really should have. <laughs> she doesn't have very many skill points. Well, I'll tell you right now, like knowledge, local or nature, aren't going to give you uh, anything about this creature. She doesn't have that either. Okay. What would she like to do? Um, she's going to take a five foot step uh, to the side to just get out from behind Ikmer. Okay. Um, and if she wants to shoot with her crossbow, it would be a minus four because it's in melee, or is she too close to do that? You could certainly do that where you're placed right now, though. You're behind your buddies still. Like, in, in terms of them to it, it's a small thing, like being just a scythe holding arms. So I'll say that it's not fully covered by them, 
but it does get a little bit of partial cover, so it'll be a minus two. Uh, and then on top of that, if you don't have point blank shot, it'll be a minus four. I would, I would take a move. You can get a good line of, but line you can certainly, yeah, you yeah. can certainly, if you do more than a five foot step, move around. Yeah, that would be perfect. Uh, so, so what Lyra did is she left from behind. The party has kind of just entered onto this balcony, obviously with the big heavy hitting boys up front. She looped around the party and is now staring this thing. Not in the eyes, I guess. <laughs> Eye to blade. All right, and then she is going to attempt to use one of her ghost touch bolts that she got from uh, the crypt a while ago in her crossbow. Okay. She Ooh. rolled a 20. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, and so that is possible for critting. See? Oh, but then she rolled nine, so probably not. Nuts. <laughs> but it still hits for sure. Rolled a one. So Lovely. that's two damage. Okay. Now it is Ikmer's turn. You know, based on my archetype, I'm not even sure that Ikmer can use... A longsword. Oy vey, really? Oh, really? I don't think so. Well, yeah, I guess I guess we'll have to look that up. I'm, I'll I'm have to curious. officially double check. Yeah, because you lose but some I, of your weapon. Profi- I wouldn't think that it would take away like stuff shocking. like a longsword. So, like I said, uh, Ikmer does not... Uh, have proficiency in this but uh, he uh, hold up the sword and say uh, you know I don't think professor would like it if I if I didn't use the, the spear that he, he gave me so and then he'll uh, toss the sword over to Eclipse on okay. the ground. So we'll say tossing the sword is your standard action, and I'm not going to make that incur because um, I feel like you're already gipping yourself by dropping a weapon. <laughs> it's a nice uh, and it's kind of cool. Like, um, so I think Eclipse is the only character that has martial weapon proficiency. Yeah. So, so Eclipse, the sword lands at your feet, and. You can you can wield it perfectly fine, um, but it doesn't automatically resize. So, um, I know we said before we would let you use um, weapons that are a different size category as kind of a different weapon. Uh, what would you prefer? Do you want to use it as a medium long sword or like a um, small great sword? Uh. I think those are literally the same thing. No. The damage is very different on both of them. Okay. And so I was trying to just go for the same amount of damage without the penalty because I thought that's what you were le- like allowing to happen. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm basically going for. Uh, because so it's the not- closest weapon to that with the same crit, crit range is a Bardici. <laughs> okay. Just without the brace and reach capabilities. So, I mean, just as far as what's on my screen, that's what I would be looking at. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean... But it's still just a sword. Yep, sure. You can put it in... If you need to put it in Hero Lab, it's something janky. Go ahead. So, Ikmer's turn is done. Matumbe, you're up. All right. Um, what kind of knowledge can I roll against this thing? Religion or Arcana. Okay. Are those separate checks or the same? Uh, make You can make one this round and then okay. one another Let's round. Let's go. I'll go... Um, Arcana first sounds good to me. All right, 14. Uh, 14. You know, this is what is known as a headsman's scythe. Um, I'll let you ask one question about it. Is it... um, Does it get affected like undead? Um, Not 100%. You know that it is damaged by positive energy. Uh, Okay, okay. All right, so Matume is going to move... Uh, 10 feet south, so essentially just kind of breaks up the party a little bit. And what he's going to try and do is cast... Now, um, was he moving from a threatened space? Uh, if it has reach. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, you're good. Cool. So he's going to cast uh, Disrupt Undead against it. It is a ranged touch attack. You can tell me right now if it doesn't do anything um, before I do this. Can you read the description of Disrupt Undead? Does it do positive energy you detect damage? Array, or you direct a ray of positive energy. Then yes. Sweet. Okay. Wow, I'm a trash person. Okay, that's a two on the die. Uh, against touch, that looks like it's going to be a five. That does not hit. Okay back to the top of the order it is going to be the scythe and the scythe is going to take a five foot step towards the man that just tried to zap it with positive energy because it does not like positive energy cool it's a real negative nancy it doesn't like positive energy fair enough um he's gonna take a swing seven on the die will not hit you that's good to know. So, it's Eclipse's turn. Uh, well, Eclipse is going to pick up the uh, weapon. Can she just pick up the weapon and take the five foot to attack, or no? Is she... I thought she was right up in its grill. No, just steal five feet She away. was about five feet. Uh, yeah, I'll let you do that. Okay. Uh, 17 on the die... That will go to a 22. That will hit. Uh, that is 11 damage. Lyra, your turn. All right. Lyra doesn't like being quite so close to this because it's only uh, 10 feet away. So she is going to uh, move back into the corner a little bit mm-hmm. away from the site and she's going to start singing to inspire courage for everyone. Okay. Mark that down, folks. Ikmer, you're up. Alright. Um, he first is going to take a five-foot step uh, to flank with Matumbe. And pull out his spear, right? (laughs) Yeah, pull out his spear and try to uh, try to attack this thing. Sure. He's very confused, but he's just kind of swinging at it. 
12 on the die brings that to an 18 plus 1, 19. That hits. Awesome. For... Seven damage. Awesome. It is now Matumbe's turn. All right, Matumbe is going to say, Be gone, foul, scythe, hands. <laughs> Does he want to make another knowledge check? I guess so. So this would be knowledge. What did I do, religion last time? I think you did arcana last time. Oh, I guess it really doesn't matter because they're at the same. Uh, so that's a uh, 19 total. Okay, you may ask uh, two questions. Oh, boy. Okay, so we know positive energy does a lot of damage against it. Um, uh, what other weaknesses does it have, if any? Let's see. Um, yeah, it's only real weakness is that it's haunted, so that positive energy affects it. Um, but since you already knew that, you can ask. All right, around around the table, does anybody else have anything that they want to know about this? Special abilities? Ooh, yeah. All right, special abilities is one. Oh, and well, if Emily it's incorporeal, something. then she would continue using the uh, ghost touch, but I don't know if it is or not. Well, you haven't touched it yet. Yeah. Is, all right, is it incorporeal, and what other special abilities does it have? It is certainly not incorporeal. Okay. And... I'll give you this. It's an it's considered an animated object. It has hardness. Oh, that's foul. Okay. So Matumbe is going to take a five foot step back, uh, so I don't incur an attack of opportunity when I cast my good old disrupt undead. Go here, nuts! Here comes the range touch attack. Uh, eight on the die. That goes up to an eleven against touch. That does not hit. That's bad. That's bad because that probably probably do a decent chunk of damage at least. Yep, that's right. Okay, back to the top of the order, and it just got hit by a crazy little Yang wielding a big, big sword. So it's gonna take a slash at Eclipse. 16 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Three points of damage. Low roller. Alrighty. Lyra, you're up. Or sorry, Eclipse, you're up. Well, I'm just gonna try and hit, I guess, right back. 18 on the die, plus 6. Hits. Yep. Ooh, I only rolled a 2, so that's 11 damage. Perfect. Now it'll be Lyra. Oh. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Was I going to be able to take a 5-foot stop? Just, I just wanted one 5-foot. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can take a 5-foot and then attack it. All right, after um, seeing it, everyone's having a little bit of trouble hitting it, and it is doing some damage, Lyra is going to take a five-foot step up and cast Cure Light Wounds on, on it. it. 
Yeah. Awesome. So oh. she's going to be uh, channeling positive energy, and it can take a will save. Is it channeling? It's a melee touch attack. It's a yeah, I think yeah, it's a it. melee yeah, touch attack. The description says I channel positive energy. Right, so so to touch it, you had it's 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 a melee touch attack. Yeah, cure light okay, wounds so is I not the same as channel positive energy. If you were a cleric, you could do that. Fourteen. Fourteen will hit its touch AC. Yay. Do your damage. So it gets a will save to take. It half. doesn't for oh. cure light wounds. I'm telling you, you're reading the description of channel positive energy, which no. is not the same. No. That's cure light wounds. I got it. Really? Yeah. Yes, and it is. It, it's it's your what you're doing is like so channel positive energy. The spell as a cleric is you're channeling it to a group. Right. But, it's in a burst. But cure light wounds is channeling through touch. So it's right. going through her hand, and you make a will save for half. Okay. Only works out in my favor. I don't save. Sweet. Only three. Or, no, sorry. Uh, five. I forgot to add the plus. Okie doke. Igmer. He is going to take that juicy five foot step. To uh, get flanking? In order to flank again. And, uh,. Use that trusty spear of his. Two on the die does not hit. Nope, <laughs> it does not. Matumbe. All right. Um, just like the last couple rounds, like I, I imagine there's this like aura of gray energy that kind of expands from Matumbe's book, which is in his right hand, and then it coalesces and shoots out in this little like kind of cylinder of of energy. He is casting disrupt undead. That's a 16 on the die. I know that hits the touch AC. Finally. I know, Every right? other time that happened, it just arced wide. Yep. All right, that didn't even get close to landing in my dice box, but that is a six on the die. Nice. Um, uh, positive energy. How many Disrupt Undead do you have? It's a, it's a zero, zero level spell. Oh. Yeah, so I can just keep cranking them out. Wow. Good one to have for this campaign. Alrighty. It is the scythe's turn, and the scythe moves, takes a five-foot step towards Lyra, and swings down on Lyra. 18 on the die definitely hits you. Yes. And are you still singing? Yeah, I didn't say that she was stopping, so yes. Four points of damage. And it is now Eclipse's turn. All right. I'm going to lift up the giant sword again and try, try and hit it one more time. Uh, 14 on the die, so that's 20. That hits. Another two, so that's 11. Yeah, this hardness is really a bitch in this one. It's Lyra's turn. She is going to stop singing 
and she will try to cast Cure Light Wounds on it. On it again? Again, so it gets a will save. You still have to make the range or the melee touch, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, That would be a nine. A nine does not hit it, but because you didn't touch anything, you don't lose the spell. You still have it charged. Oh, sweet. Okay. Ikmer, your turn. All right. He is going to uh, take that five-foot step in order to flank with Lyra now. He's just <laughs> no, dancing, just dancing all over the place. And uh, Lyra has a melee weapon out, right? She is threatening this thing. She had the crossbow out last, and I didn't say that she switched weapons. But right. I was okay. trying to do a touch attack. I don't know if that counts. You wouldn't be able to, if it moved away from you, you couldn't take an attack oh, of opportunity. True. So. All right. And the Ikmer is, uh, well, he's still going to take that five foot step. And, yeah, because uh, when she pulls her morning star out, you will be flanking. Yeah. And be, or, and say, hey, I'm right here. You should, you should attack me. Then he's going to go after him with a spear. All right, does a 18 hit? Yes. Awesome. He does eight damage. Okay. And I guess when he does that damage, does it look like he's overcome the the hardness at all? It does not. Okay. It looks like you're not doing any damage to it. Jesus. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> With that, Matumbe. You're up. Lady of Graves, help me return this scythe to rest. Now, at this point, you're still taking the minus four. Or no, yep, you would be, because it's in combat with Ikmer and um, Eclipse. Yeah, so, I mean, there's just absolutely no way I hit it with an eight on the die. Brings it up to an 11, drops it back down to a seven. Yep, so no dice. As they say, uh, yeah, and it is insane. the scythe's turn. The scythe th- still does not like that from Lyra. Lyra seems to be doing the most damage to it, and so it swings down on her. And a natty two does not hit. Yay! Eclipse. Um, does it look like I've been doing stuff with my magical weapon? Um, it looks like you've been getting through. Okay. That, I mean, that makes me feel better. Uh, but barely. Hey, so is this metal? The blade of the scythe is, yes. Oh, that's crazy, huh? Um, so I'm going to try and do shocking grasp. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Huh. This is the first time I've rolled below a 14, and I rolled a 4. Oh, yeah. Must be nice. That will must, uh, must be not, real nice. not hit. Well, it's uh, touch, right? And Now, remind me, with Shocking Grasp, is it that you do more damage to metal things, or it's easier to hit metal things? Easier to hit metal things. So, what does it go to? Um... It actually, so it's a four on the die. It would be plus four 
for my normal attack, so that's that's eight. Mm-hmm. Plus another three for being metal. That's twelve. Touch. Wait, you just said right? eight, and then plus three is eleven. Oh, eleven. So no. But very close. That is Lyra's turn. All right, since it really doesn't seem to like the uh, cure light positive energy, Lyra will try to help Ikmer out first and draw her uh, morning star, and then she will reach out and try to do a ranged touch attack. A ranged touch attack? Or just touch attack, sorry. Um, And that's an 11. It does not hit. Plus two for flanking. Do I get? Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, okay, so then that's a 13. That does hit. Yay, unfortunately. Uh, <coughs> there's only <laughs> uh, three damage. Yeah, cool. Three damage. We'll, we'll yeah. never need those cure light wounds, ever. Well, we just picked up know, some potions. I'll give you a hard time. Yeah, it's like you're the only thing in your arsenal to deal with the undead is Lyra's five Kirli wounds a day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've, I've got infinite amounts of uh, of uh, oh, what's this fucking spell called? Disrupt undead. Disrupt undead. Sorry, I've had a couple liquor drinks, guys. Jeez, cut me break. Okay, Ikmer, it's your turn. So I guess uh, brush me up on the rules exactly on uh, force feeding uh, potions. No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> It's a standard action to feed someone else a potion, I believe. It might be full round, but I'm not 100% sure. Do you want to hold him down and Eclipse will try and force feed it? That's kind of what I was thinking. Does I'm going to I'm gonna stop mouth? you guys right there. Oh, yeah, it doesn't but have a mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It also doesn't have a body or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be grabbing onto a weapon. Just to- <laughs> Okay. Hey, Roll can to you disarm. Use, are you able yeah. to use scythes, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> no. Probably not. You can't use a long sword. You definitely can't use a scythe. It's, yeah. The uh, the mechanics are just too uh, too high level for Ikmer. All right. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna do his best. Uh, uh, Mister 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 Arms and scythe. Uh, you. Attack me! I'm right here. I'm I'm doing a lot here. <laughs> it might if you if you get damage at once. <laughs> ah, all right. I don't know if this will do it with 14. No. All right. 14 does not do it. Matumbe. All right. Matumbe is going to hope for a high roll and disrupt undead. 19 on the die. Brings do it. Yeah. Okay, so he's gonna d- now do a little disruption. It's a three of uh, positive energy, and with a three, you see your positive energy beam kind of out of the book and into this scythe, and you see the evil energy dripping off of it, and the and the skeletal arms. You see them begin to dissipate. Jesus. What in the world? That's one force missile. I thought that'd be a different sound. You see them begin to dissipate, and the scythe drops to the ground and clatters on the stone floor. You are out of combat. 
Ickmer jumps out of the way, making sure his uh, toes don't get chopped off. Okay, make a reflex <laughs> save. <laughs> 15 on the die. Okay, you're good. Ha-ha. Um, so you see this scythe, you see this headman's block, or headsman's block, I guess it's called, right? Executioner's block? I don't know. I don't know. But um, the rest of the... The rest of the balcony seems pretty barren. It almost looks like this is where executions used to be carried out because of the block. Um, On further inspection, you guys can see it it seems a little sick that there's barred windows right above this balcony. It looks like they made the prisoners watch as they executed other prisoners. Oh, that's metal. Does anyone want to check out the scythe? Yep. This could be bad for me, but I'm gonna. You're gonna grab it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do, like, before I do that, is there anything more I, like, by looking at it, I would know, because I I, I do things with haunts. Yes, so... (laughs) So what you would what you would think when you saw it clatter to the ground is that Matumbe's positive energy beam dissipated the haunting force that was within it. Now this wasn't classified as a haunt, weirdly enough. That's okay. But all right, so I'm gonna pick it up and object read. Um, you're not getting any magic vibes from it. Can you make me a praise check? Or do you do you get like an appraisal from the object reading as well? I um don't get appraise from it, uh, but I have a different uh, psychic skill. God damn! <laughs> Basically, I can read the impressions left on an object by their owners, or I could just ro- like roll an appraise at a seven. So I don't know. I I guess if I can't figure it out, I'll try and like look at what the own. Like look more into the owner, but yeah. I'm gonna try and appraise it first. I'm gonna try and aid. I do aid. Good. Cool. Eleven. Oh jeez. Okay, so with that, um, because it sounds like I don't know. Not really. Yeah, I'm gonna use my psychometry. You're not a scythe expert. You would, you know. You, know, you take prob- it into Pawn yeah. Stars, and they'll probably lowball you, and you'll accept that offer. The impression that the uh, the owner left on the scythe was the the ding in the blade. Is that what you're looking for? Uh, like stuff about the owner, or? Um, just kidding, just kidding. I'm I'm good. I just don't know you're how good. much it is. Um, you don't know how much it is. You see, it's pretty. Seems like it's pretty good quality. Maybe um, uh, detect magic. No, I would have succeeded. Yeah, at she would have, have, she would have succeeded object. automatically. It must be probably masterwork or something. Yeah. Okay. Knowledge meta game. It's masterwork scythe. Right. <laughs> um, cool. still can't use it. So. Is that a martial weapon? Probably. Or? Yes, it's a two-handed martial. Ah. So as you guys, uh, you look around this balcony, you get that weird impression that like, oh, it looks like they. You know, did these executions in full view of a lot of other prisoners? It's kind of. I don't like that very much. Um, as you leave the balcony and continue your way around the 
prison, you see a large stone on the ground. And it's kind of like almost in your way as you're walking around. As you walk past it, make me a perception check. 18. I got four. Or I rolled a four, so that's four. Six. 19. But to be an eclipse, you see blood on this stone. And further you look up and it looks like there's a loose, there would have been a loose part of the prison where this stone came from. You remember that Professor Lorimore's face was crushed when they found him. And you intuit that this is the stone that killed your beloved professor. I wow. need everybody to finish oh. your drinks because we'll see you next no. week. I knew it. 